You know what guys, I am not too conceited to say that I was wrong. When this movie came out, I hated it. About halfway through this episode, I figured out why. Listen on to find out. I've talked bad about it a few times on this very podcast. Now, Mandarin is one of my favorite comic characters, and I just feel like they made him far worse by changing him for a modern audience. I hated the change in rings, basically turning him to the Chinese whiplash. And I can never stand when a movie makes a world-ending threat in their very first installment, and I hate CGI climactic battles. But that just takes away from a really rewatchable movie with some of the best action sequences I've ever seen in a film. There's a couple stellar performances, including the introduction of our newest star, Simu Liu, who's apparently too ugly to be a superhero, according to fans back in 2019. Now, the overall plot of the film gets murky at times, but I'm just a sucker for a big bad that just wants to reclaim his dead wife from the other realm. So sure, there's a couple weak points, especially in the final few minutes. And don't worry, we talk about it. And yeah, the heartfelt moments follow a little bit flat. But we've been spoiled, able to spend several movies with a character to build up that, that heart naturally. So I'd like to formally apologize to Simu, Kevin Feige, and fans of Shang-Chi across the world. Because this is a really fun movie. Welcome back to The Wrong Opinion, MCU Rewatch. We're talking about Shang-Chi and the legend of the Ten Rings. We got BJ here. Say what's up. What's up? What's up? So when I have talked several times on this podcast making fun of this movie, because I didn't like it when I uh, saw it. I haven't seen it since it came out until, until today. It's good. It's fun. I was wrong. I don't know why I hated it so much. Maybe it's honestly just because the last few movies haven't been so awesome that we're just used to a lower level, lower quality of film. Because if you're thinking in 2021, I mean, we just had a couple bangers in a row. Whereas at this point in the last two years, after like Love and Thunder, uh, Wakanda Forever was okay, Quantumania, you know, whatever. Maybe it just relatively feels better at this point what do you think was i wrong or or what uh yeah i think i kind of had the same realization like i think i liked this movie i've said this before to you that pretty much every movie that i see in theaters i enjoy just because i like going to theaters but i never like thought it was like a great movie um Mm -hmm. and then coming back and rewatching it it's like you said very rewatchable and one of uh the more interesting marvel movies for reasons that we'll talk about later oh it's interesting oh that just excited me let's hop into it what's your first award to give out of the night let's do the funniest moment let's start off with the taika watiti slash james gunn award for funniest moment used to be called the taika watiti award but he lost his title for Love and Thunder, <laughs> the James Gunn Award for the funniest moment. Um, okay, so I've I've got a few, um, and I'm I'm just gonna put them all down, and I'll see what what you put because it, it was tough. Like they did a really good job, I think, of sprinkling in comedy without it getting overwhelming. I think they out Taika Waititi Taika Waititi. No. Um. So I think that uh the the chubby dude on the bus uh recording them he was in a homecoming too do you remember that oh yeah i don't know if it's the same character because that's new york and and, uh, san francisco and maybe he got dusted and then the dust blew 
to San Francisco and then he got undusted. Oh. He ended up in that would be interesting. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That's shut it down. <laughs> that's, Chill that's my that's my She-Hulk theory. Okay. Anyway, I talked a lot before actually saying what he said. Uh <laughs> when he's like, bro, you got this. And then a razor fist takes out his razor fist and he's like, never mind. My bad. That's what he said. I wrote that down too. It's like my bad. Yeah, that was good. I had that one. Then then I I put um, everything with uh, Trevor and Morris in it. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) My favorite part is when he's he's laying on the ground and he's like, calm down, mate. I'm not dead. It's just performance. (laughs) Yeah, I think Trevor, when he first came in, was hilarious. And then he kind of wore his welcome. And then they kind of sidelined him, which is good. You don't want him in the main battle. You don't want, <laughs> that's what uh, they should realize in Quantumania. You don't want comic relief in the main battle. That's just not interesting. Um, and then he was funny again, but. All right. Uh, just continue. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it's your turn. <laughs> oh, I thought you had more. Nope. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I had the, you got this, bro. My bad. That was good. Uh, my favorite Trevor moment was uh, when he's like, you guys can see him too. And he realized oh, that yeah. Morris wasn't a figure of his imagination. That was so good. I, that was I so funny. That down. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that was the best one of his. Uh, I think that I think that wins the award. But a couple of my honorable mentions. Um, what's his name? John John. He says, all good. I speak ABC. I'm going to start referring to English as that. Um, five meters. What is that in feet? really freaking close that was funny uh but i think actually i'm changing it my my number one is the beginning when shang chi wakes up so we know he comes from this you know family of warriors and soldiers he's trained to be an assassin Ooh, just push-ups it's ready for the day some hip-hop music comes on puts on a tie looks nice you see this nice car driving down the road and then the guy tosses him keys and he's a valet i thought that was such a great introduction and and covered more than any just lame exposition scene could do, which there were a lot of lame exposition scenes in this movie that I'll talk about in Picking Nits. Excited for Picking Nits. I do have a lot still, even though I turn my uh, my heart in this movie. Uh, I'm going to go, we're going to go back to back, go and take a YTT award for the joke they should have scrapped. So bringing in Abomination, was that supposed to be funny? Because I didn't, I didn't know, it just raised a bunch of useless questions and then they were answered in Chilk, so I guess it made it better. I don't really understand why he was in there um and really that that changed with she so maybe that maybe that's funny now i guess whatever it just seemed like extra meaningless and then i i like i said with trevor i liked when he was first in it and then i liked how they sidelined him and then he was funny again at the end but there's just a stretch where just a bunch of dumb jokes they could have scrapped like the uh even they just make it funnier get a better writer because some of the stuff just wasn't funny in points where it could have been funny you know like the whole Planet of the Apes story. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? And not in the way that makes me laugh. It's just like, mm-hmm. okay. Thanks, man. You know? Where Have you seen the show Murderville? I love Murderville. Yeah. So this... Is that what it felt like to you? Was somebody trying to do improv and just doing badly at it? <laughs> That's what it felt like at points. It felt like he was doing improv and he was just... They're just kind of like, okay, we'll just put whatever he says. <laughs> Is Oscar winner. We we go up to you, man. Yeah, yeah. Because the the Planet of the Apes thing was like kind of funny, but then like it just kept like going on and on. Um. So I get that. Um. So 
for for the joke that I could have scrapped, I put everything Aquafina. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh man, we are going to be in severe disagreement with a couple awards then. <laughs> I think we might be in the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that is the wrong opinion. You get the buzzer. <laughs> yeah, you still need to make that buzzer. Um. Anyway, uh, I don't know. I just she's like. I'm just obnoxious sometimes. No. And, um. So the the one specific joke that I thought they could have scrapped was uh when um they're on the plane and she's like, uh, so you changed your name from Sean to Sean, um, which was funny, but then yeah. like she kept going on with different names and just like, I don't know, it just didn't land for me. That was good. <laughs> I could have. I would have just watched a whole movie of her listing other names that sound kind of similar. Wow. Your we name is Jake, and you went by Jake. <laughs> we are in the exact opposite then, because I was thinking that I I, I would watch a better entire deleted scene. Aquafina out of it completely. <laughs> if they just edited her out of the movie. <laughs> so we're we're at the exact oh man of the Aquafina uh, spectrum. When we went to Little Mermaid and I heard her voice, I'm like, ah, it's her. I love her. And I didn't even like this movie. Who's, oh, man. Who's the person, who's the actress that they talk about in The Office where they couldn't decide whether she was hot or not hot? We just talked about that on uh, my podcast with Ricky a couple weeks ago. That was, uh, I can't remember. She was in the, the baby uh, boxing movie. Million Dollar Baby? Yeah, Million Dollar Baby. Hillary Swank. Yeah, Hillary Swank. I was thinking of Morgan Freeman. Oh, not that one. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. That is not the first time Morgan Hillary Freeman's coming Swank up in this podcast, by the way, so prepare for that. So let's do the I Am Iron Man Award for Best Single Line. I actually had a, a difficult time with this. I think, like, this movie, I think, is a fun movie, and it's a great movie. The dialogue isn't particularly strong, I don't think. See, I, I think... I'll talk about this later, but I'm going to bring it up right now. I think this movie would have been better if they just cut out most of the drama and it had to be mostly a comedy. And at that point, then you have to cut down the stakes a lot, which is already a problem with this movie. The stakes are way too high for a movie that's not very developed. So it really should just spend small stakes, a little bit of heart between dad and a strange child, um, but then mostly jokes and mostly just fun, funny movie, which hurts the, the cool lines, you know, hurts mm -hmm. this award. But I think the movie would have been better for it. Um, yeah. If they just doubled down on the type of movie it was in the first half of the movie when I really liked it. Yeah, I agree. They they have some gems, though. Um, so the one that I put was at, at the end, um, he said, even if you could bring her back, what makes you think she'd want anything to do with you? So I put I, that, too. That was on my list. Yeah. That is one of the savagest burns in history. It I think it just narrowly beats out the uh, that first scene from The Social Network. <laughs> That All was your right. only line? Yep, that's... Uh, well, okay, so I had another one. I kind of crossed it off. Yeah, throw it at me. Um, when, uh, when they're in the compound and his dad goes through the whole story and then Shang-Chi's like, you guys are going to actually go with this? This is stupid. And then he like beats him up and he's like, when will you stop pretending? Mm. Um, I thought that was a good line. Uh, it kind of relates to like it's it's interesting because his dad sees this as like 
you're failing to live up to what I set for you. Um, but really, it's like he tried to escape this rather than fighting it or um, admitting who he was, really. So I thought it was yeah. kind of an line. I put that early on in the movie, but then um, that other line kind of I think that type of line is the one that should be the clear winner. Um, and I had a couple that I went through and I picked one because there were a couple different variations and none of them really hit as some awesome line. Uh, the one I put was her or his uh, aunt saying your mother knew who she was do you like that's like an attempt at having the the entire movie in one in two lines but i i it just was you know whatever and then the most memed line was be careful how do you how you speak to me young man speaking to an old man mm -hmm. <laughs> i've lived 10 of your lifetimes that's the most memed one and aesthetically pleasing line yeah. all right i'm gonna go with the ah i want to see what you answered for this the Ragnarok Award for the character's cinematic peak. I think the only real option is Trevor Slattery, unless I'm missing somebody. I guess you could say Wong. Uh, and I think it was 100% better in Iron Man 3 because you saw that twist and he was scary and then he was funny. And I just think that was better than just uh, fan service, even if it's welcome fan service. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I think this was like where he was the best in this. He's only been in two so far. He was in like like he played the mandarin and then he was in this there wasn't anything in between right there's a one shot 13 minute movie 2014 so yeah i think that um most like this is an origin story most of these characters haven't existed yet so yeah that's that's kind of your only option um, yeah it's tough with origin stories that just came out too because like when we did dr strange it's like okay but it's been out for 70 years so there's <laughs> we have more dr strange than the this just that we haven't seen yeah. anything else from any of these other characters. So, yeah. Yeah. I think Shang-Chi and the, the actor who played Shang-Chi, I think, did really well at it. And I think mm -hmm. it was great. I think he's going to peak in his sequel. I think that's going to be a, a good movie. Yeah, I think he was good here. So I don't know that uh, uh, he like technically qualifies for the first Avenger Award. <laughs> but he, he can get it. He can get it. The uh, Ragnarok Award for... Uh, just because there's no better option and he'll be back soon, I'm sure. So there you go. Simu Liu. All right. Let's do let's do the first Avenger Award. All That's right. One off character. So I put uh his dad, uh Zhu Wenwu. Not sure I pronounced that correctly, but um I thought he was a really interesting character. He portrayed this kind of savage guy with still this heart of like you know he's done all these horrible things but he fell in love and kind of lived the settled down life and then um has a little bit of redemption at the end so i thought he did really well and um i thought the character was really interesting and i thought the actor did really well as well yeah i uh so i put shang chi because it, he is technically his only movie and I, there's just a lot of the the gifted younger guy who rejects his skills and then ends up being a hero thing but most of them are like criminals or you know just jerks or weapons manufacturers or whatever uh but this guy is just a loser and that was kind of a cool take on it and he was really good in the role but i said because that's going to change soon i i went with the dad too uh, i wrote his name somewhere i don't have it here but uh he just famed hong kong actor uh and he was pretty good i didn't love the sister i thought she was overreacting over overacting not overreacting 
I agree, actually. She was overacting the entire time. And like I I, I dislike this version of the Mandarin, and I'm more in useless trivia about that. Uh, but he himself, he was good, so it's it's cool. And then a couple shout outs. Number one, Morgan Freeman as the bus driver. <laughs> Do you remember what he looked like? yeah I okay good <laughs> I, thought, I was here that joke wouldn't land um but the uh the romanian uh i forget his name he had a weird name was painted on the car do you remember razor fist razor fist <laughs> yeah he was cool and then the old asian man uh he he just he's in there for two minutes he's bringing the heat it's like he got signed on a veteran's minimum he's like i need that contract extension he, he was coming for it and i forgot he died i'm so sad when he died because i forgot about uh, that yeah yeah uh, i'm gonna go with the silver surfer award for the character that should have been introduced so shang chi is from china not japan but this would have been a really good time to bring in wolverine mm. maybe like the uh, Yakuza versus the, uh, I said that with like a Hispanic accent. <laughs> That's not right. Uh, like that versus the uh, the Ten Rings, and then you introduce Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Next movie, bring in some uh, some more X-Men. What do you think about that one? That's pretty good. Um, I, it might be a stretch because, I mean, it's like, what, this one's Asian, so now we got to bring in the other guys associated with a different type of Asian. But I mean, they're yeah. just, you know. I'm going to stick with feet away. same Asian. And also fake Asian. So I've got two. <laughs> uh, Iron Fist. Um, I think this would have been a good opportunity to reboot Iron Fist or bring in. Yeah, but like, Fever. then you're going to have two characters who have the same power in a very similar story and just yeah. introduce them in the same movie. That's, that'd be. Well, that, that's why I think that he's going to end up being in the second movie. Um, but that this movie was leading into the multiverse saga. Yep it could have led into like that whole realm of things. Um, so yeah. So I, I would have loved to see iron fist and Fing Fang Foom. Ooh. Then why didn't they have him as the dragon? You already got a dragon guy. You couldn't have had an, that's insane. Why didn't they do that? Yeah. I don't like know. even it's if it's just, it's just a, uh, an Easter egg, you know, that that's, that's silly. Yeah. a lot. Of, actually, a lot of people were confused. A lot of people thought that the dragon was Fing Fang Foom but was not i was very confused in much of that final battle where did that dragon come from the first <laughs> dragon i get the second dragon i guess but where did the first dragon come from Just from the water yeah Never. Are all these dragons yeah i don't know that's a good one though uh i'm gonna go and let you pick because it's your turn <laughs> all right let's do pip the troll award for egregiously lazy cgi i appreciate um, the way you uh, pronounced egregiously thank you did my best um okay so this movie's interesting you know it was produced it was made during the pandemic and i think Uh there's some weakness in the cgi there um so in general like i don't think the cgi was as great as some of the other movies um i think the laziest cgi is for a completely different reason i think that they created they put abomination in this movie solely to subsidize the cost of putting him in She-Hulk. I think that they wanted to create a a new CGI abomination and they're like, well, that's way too expensive for a series. So we're going to have him in this movie (laughs) and then we can reuse that model in She-Hulk. 
That's funny. And he did look good in She-Hulk, and She-Hulk did not look good in She-Hulk. So that, that's interesting. Yeah. That, that's so, good. That makes sense. Lazy or smart. I Genius. Genius. It's right there. Genius. Uh, I said this movie looked really good despite being made during the pandemic. And I was actually shocked. I was looking for some bad stuff. There's a lot of uh, uh, like background shots where it looked really bad. Like you see that yeah. every once in a while, it looked really, really bad. in uh, Black Widow, there was a scene in Homecoming. I remember that's like, what are we doing here? Um, and this is the most forgivable because it came out during the pandemic. So I'm, I'm giving them a pass on that. I think yeah. this movie gets a this movie gets a passing grade on CGI. That's actually something that I think that Marvel needs to reconsider they film all of their movies in like a giant hangar basically. And you can tell like um, th- it's not everywhere, but it's like there, there are definitely places where it's like, Oh yeah, this was not filmed on location. And- yeah. And I, I, I just don't, I guess I'd reject the idea that you're going to lose out on secrecy because you film at a remote location where you still have control over who comes and goes and like what like news is gonna break like oh they're filming at a mountain it's like oh well that spoils the movie you know? yeah yeah i mean like it's i get it cost and secrecy but uh i think it's like i gotta imagine the cost is similar i don't know like you gotta, cgi an entire backdrop you gotta like, fly everybody constantly. over there it takes longer um maybe maybe it's about the same the production would take longer but post-production wouldn't take as long yeah but they they just like squeeze all, everything that you can out of we talked about this but <laughs> the visual effects artists are paid like pennies what they should be so all right i'm gonna go with the eternals award for could this have been a limited series i think literally every movie from far from home to no way home should have been a limited series like Black Widow, this Eternals, they should all have been limited series. Like it doesn't affect the multiverse, but it kicks off the multiverse saga. Why is this not a limited series? You know. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I actually put no. I didn't put a whole lot of thought into this answer. So, um, you know, you can convince me that. But um, I think it's hard to make origin stories limited series. That's um, what most of them have been in a sense. Like, uh, obviously, Moon Knight. Uh, Hawkeye was an origin story for Kate Bishop. Uh, you could say Falcon Winter Soldier was an origin for Falcon as Captain America. Uh, She-Hulk, Ms. Marvel. Okay, okay. So that's most of them. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I don't know. It's just like, this This seems like a movie to me. But Yeah, I like it as a movie. I think there's... I don't know, just elements of it that, like, it's an unpopular character that you're introducing. Not unpopular, but just not yet popular character that you're introducing. And it's uh, low stakes in theory. And then it shoves the stakes way too high at the end of the movie. And they could have just gotten rid of that. Um, so I think it could have been. I think it's fine as a movie, though. I just, it. I think Far From Home to No Way Home, those two should have been the like, back-to-back ending and starting the sagas. But then also we have... 17 different tv shows in between or just in that year and that would have been a lot yeah that's that's the interesting thing is like the the whole disney plus thing and it's weird that they i don't know if it's weird but um you kind of think that they could have been doing this earlier on um because i think the series make it easier to feel like a comic yeah 
and you can make it a little truer to these stories because you have to condense everything in a movie um yeah so i think eventually we're gonna get to a point where there's constantly shows and then the movies are just like the most important team-ups and fights and i'm fine with that yeah yeah i agree all right yeah like imagine that like if every movie is basically just an avengers movie yeah (laughs) and that's like in in the comics how they have like you know amazing spider-man 27 to to 40 and you got x-men over here but they all lead to civil war civil war is the movie well it's it's interesting because um like with the abc movies they tv shows tv shows thank you um they they kind of like intertwined them and it's just kind of this balancing act of like oh the movie completely goes a different direction than we were intending so we have to retcon that almost yeah Um, that's what happens when you have two different like they just throw in an ip when it's semi-related and they're having a different showrunner like that's why kevin feige being you know vladimir putin that's that's important yeah they really should make that just like a uh separate branch on the timeline at this point. i think they did that with uh, agents of shield oh did they, they? said okay. you know not on the show but like yeah that's different it's a different universe yeah. cool which is better because that show sucked <laughs> uh your turn um okay Let's... Yeah, i'm gonna rewatch agents of shield and see if i actually like it because i turned my i turned my mind on this one changed my mind on this one the first season was decent i, I couldn't get through that... the first season yeah i think that shows like that kind of oh actually i was thinking of um agent carter actually the yeah they're they're just kind of boring they're both kind of boring yeah it's free streaming yeah um so we've got man i'm scrolling down i have about a page of picking nits you want to pick some nits yeah let's pick some nits all right all right cool i got a few um okay so i think that razor fist picked like the worst possible car for the terrain and um so like they steal his car and it's like a really small electric suv yeah and i'm like thinking this is not getting through the woods why did they take this when every other car is like this giant jeep (laughs) why didn't they take the jeep um weird so that's weird. It's a weird. It's also not like quite a, like, I don't want to, but it's not like a manly car, you know? And that guy seems like a guy who would want yeah. a lifted truck. Yeah. It's a really Romanian weird, guy. It's a really weird product placement. It was the, it's a BMW. Uh, I think it's called IX3. And it's this electric SUV that just came out like right after this movie, I think um so it's a weird place to put this yeah <laughs> it, it seems like very strange anyway i hated the storyline of aquafina her Ugh. character uh katie suddenly getting good at shooting arrows okay that's fair that's a fair one <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like a ray effect like it's it's like um like in star wars where like, it's like okay well maybe your <laughs> listeners aren't <laughs> <laughs> um where like all of a sudden you're super good at this thing because plot um yeah see with ray can be like well she has the force you know sometimes the force you have to train sometimes it's just like you know you're good we're fine whatever but katie Katie, she's she's some dude (laughs) that's it yeah 
And then uh, my last net is like, what what percentage of this movie do you think is exposition? Because a lot. And specifically, like somebody narrating a story of like what happened. Yeah, that's I forgive it for that because it is, and I I hate lazy exposition scenes. But um, I mean, it's an origin story that doesn't start at the beginning, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of have to throw in some stuff like that. Uh, but there were times I, I had one in here that I really didn't like. But then, um, like him telling her on the plane, I thought that was well done. But then they also threw in some comedy. Like it was broken up by the lady asking about beef or vegetarian, but they're not vegetarian either. So, you know, what are you going to get? Beef, mm-hmm. which was a funny moment too. Because um, exposition scenes, you can get like taken out. It's a good time for a bathroom break. But if they make something that makes you want to stay, then it ends up being a little bit better. And then the other one was when he was like before the day of fighting where the battle would come, he was thinking back to what happened there. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it wasn't great, but like it's necessary and it was done well enough. So I forgive it. Yeah. And honestly, like maybe that's a good argument for it being a limited series is you could spread those out, those flashbacks out. Um, yeah. Across, you know, an eight hour story. Yeah. I dig it. Uh, I have several nits. My least favorite exposition scene it had nothing to do with his past. Uh, but when uh, Katie said, we've been friends for 10 years. Who's ever said that to a friend? Like, hey, BJ. Hey, hey, brother. Remember when we were growing up together? Back, back then you know that's not that's not real i hate that in movies um i don't think this version of the 10 rings is cooler than the comic version i don't like did they just want to avoid too looking too much like lord of the rings with rings of power i hated that change and i think they did it because they wanted to they, they said like they didn't want another um like cosmic piece, piece of jewelry entering the mcu but like the bracelets are also from space and their jewelry so like what's the difference and i just don't think it's any cooler i think it's i think it's worse mm-hmm. visually it looked cool sometimes but i don't know um just a bummer that we, we're never never gonna have the uh the real version of mandarin uh in the what was it talo talo mm-hmm. like uh when aquafina first gets introduced to the concept of bows and arrows the lady who's carrying arrows she just drops them and then she picks him up and she goes to train. The lady who dropped the arrow, she was a terrible actor. Like you could see her just standing there and then just let go. <laughs> it's like, you're Disney. How, can you not afford an actual actor for an extra? I don't like, did you just pick her up off the street? That was, that was very, uh, that was just not good. Uh, I don't understand how the guys who kill Shang-Chi's mom just stroll up to the front door with nobody stopping them. I don't get that one. There's like 50 people. I don't like, this guy's rich and powerful. Well, what are you doing there? Uh, but the guy who, the the bald Asian guy who was the leader of, I think it was called the Iron Gang, he was bringing the heat for 30 seconds. He was good. I liked him. Nobody ever bleeds in superhero movies except for the one scene where the bad guy is trying to be scary. And then there's a bunch of blood all over the guy's face. And I, I'm just always pro more blood in superhero movies. We need it more often to be realistic. Um, I like 17 more. Young Shang-Chi, the little kid Shang-Chi, perfectly cast. He looked really good. But teenage Shang-Chi, he looked like garbage. You know, like anything like like Simulio. Screw that kid. She was cute. I felt so bad for him. Yeah, the little one. Yeah, it was adorable. Just want to squeeze him. Mm -hmm. I liked him. Uh, When Shang Chi was battling his dad, he should have picked picked a better weapon because he hit him in the head like ten times. And if he had a sword, you know, fight's over. We win. But he's got just a stick. Mm -hmm. Look at that. What are you, Donatello? I've got like five in a row that about the last fight, which I'm going to tear apart later. Forward. 
talk about it right now. A dragon coming out of the water at the last minute saved the day. I don't know what that's about. Uh, the second half of this movie just has so many issues. Um, I said the same thing. How is Katie going to be Master Archer in five minutes? And even ignoring what it takes to aim and hit it in the neck and the throat, it just the strength it takes to do that, to shoot it across a lake, that's insane. She doesn't have that. And why does this movie need that, like, end of the world, we're all going to die aspect? Like, yeah, it's an introduction. It's a, it's a starting movie with should have low stakes. I hated that. Um, and I got I got rid of the MacGuffin Award a couple weeks ago. But what was the point of the necklaces again? I, like, there was probably something that was fairly important. I just don't even remember. Just they a way to get the brother the, and sister together. Yeah, they put them on the eyes of the dragon to show them the way to the maze. Yeah, okay, that's pretty important. Even Maybe though that little that animal had it the whole time. I don't know why they didn't just torture that little, uh, what's his name, Morris. Yeah. To give up the secret location. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> so that was several. Maybe we scrapped the last one. No, I agree. It's definitely a MacGuffin. I'm trying to highlight this entire page and a half of nits I picked so I can cross it off. Uh, I am up, right? Let's go positive. Let's go Hawkeye Award for the most unexpectedly inspiring moment. Uh, the ant to Katie, she says, if you aim at nothing, you hit nothing to a perennial loser. I think that's also in contention for best line, but it didn't really affect the movie at all. I kind of did because, yeah, Shang-Chi was doing the same thing. He wasn't aiming for anything and he wasn't hitting anything. It's true. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, I got, I put like at the beginning when they're fighting and um she's like we'll talk about it on the plane he's like what and she's like we'll talk about it on the plane like mm. i'm going with you like that was that was a nice little moment i, mean, I wish i had a friend you thought i would say a friend like that but i just said i wish i had a friend see that's comedy <laughs> i wish i had friends <laughs> that's like uh, uh i love inside jokes love to be a part of one someday <laughs> Uh, and then, so I also, I put one, maybe this is an honorable mention because it's an inspiring moment, but it's kind of expectedly ins- inspiring. Um, <laughs> I have the title unexpectedly inspiring moment because I don't know, it just sounds good, but it, it's allowed to be an expected inspiring <laughs> moment as well. Okay. When, when the mom draws the circle in the dirt and then starts taking on everyone to protect their kids, like you mentioned why did that have to happen um but i think like the moment was was nice yeah it was a good scene i just when i and i also i watched these trying to tear them apart a little bit yeah. and uh so you like you come up with stuff but like yeah, it's, it's still a good scene you put on your josh glasses like i remember that's especially as a kid what he used to do all the time was it be like oh why didn't they just nuke them because <laughs> the movie would be over job we're watching like the notebook <laughs> why doesn't he just take his medicine and then he won't <laughs> die <laughs> yeah let's do your cheesiest fight scene and best fight scene all right so mine are actually the same um because i think that this is a kung fu movie and kung fu movies like are supposed to be cheesy oh Um, Oh, are you gonna say i know what you're gonna say can i can i guess 
Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Was it when he was on the bus and he did that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that whole, just that whole scene, the whole time on the bus. It's just like, yeah. just so much fun and kind of unexpected. Like it's kind of a quick start and yeah. you don't really know anything about him. So, and then you think it's over and it keeps going, which is always, always something yeah. I like. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was fun. It was like kind of an ode to this whole genre that, um, the character is based off of, but also the movie is based off of. And it's an interesting time for Marvel because they're kind of doing these genre movies like Black Widow's a spy movie. This is And a- they've, they've really been doing that from the start. But then you, you I mean, first few years, you have a bunch of white dudes leading lead movies. And obviously, you can have different genres with that still. But now they're kind of branching out to different uh, like that's why I like Ms. Marvel. I, I didn't love Ms. Marvel, but I, I enjoyed it because you kind of break into like a different culture and this you're breaking into Kung Fu culture or Kung Fu movies. And yeah. 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 And I actually, I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit more um, in the trivia, I think. Um, but I think that, um, yeah, that, that whole vibe, I think they, they mastered that here. Yeah. I thought so too. I think, uh, Starting with cheesiest, the the first fight with uh, Wenwu and then uh, the mom whose name I cannot remember. I just anytime like it's a cool fight, you know, good choreography. But anytime a man and a woman are fighting and then they just turn into dancing, that's always <laughs> lame. That's like what? Are, what? <laughs> they fell in love. <laughs> yeah, um, but I mean, for I'm gonna I'm gonna hype this one up real quick. There's a mysterious guy in a bus. Girl says, "Do you know this guy?" Grab his necklace. Bad guy hits a girl. Giant loser is apparently a master martial artist. I just a perfect setup. That was like an. I, I, that's one of my favorite fight scenes in the entire MCU. It like the choreography was just unbelievable, especially when he. So they break the uh, the bus in half, you know, because he, he sliced it and then he says do a sharp turn, and to get to the front of the bus, he jumps, double leg push off kick into the guy's chest and flies backward. That was so cool. I think that is one of the best few scenes, uh, fight scenes, at least in the MCU, especially if you're talking like non, you know, climactic fight scenes, it's definitely up there. And I think in hand to hand fight scenes, it's way easier to uh, like pick apart the realism compared to CGI fight scenes. Cause you know, you just know that CGI fight scenes are going to be unrealistic. So with that, that said, the, the fight on the side of the building with all the, the bamboo, which is another ode to um, like old Kung Fu movies. Um, there's just a lot of nits to pick there, like a lot of weird stuff, but like it's just so clever and like visually appearing how they did pretty much every move in there. So I, I, I really like that, that fight scene too. And there's this like top to bottom, a lot of really, really good hand-to-hand fights in this. Um, but by far the worst was the last half of the movie, but the last fight, I'm just going to break it down. Katie's random archery skills, the appearance of the dragon, the random fact that only a certain type of weapon can kill the bad guys, the sky randomly going dark in a super cliche way when Shang-Chi and Wenwu fight, and then it cuts to another part of the fight, and then it's light again. That's weird. The culmination of the rings just like dancing around Shang-Chi, and then they go to him because apparently they like him more or something. Uh cliche good guy throwing down the weapon dramatically because he refused to kill but he's already killed like eight guys in the movie but like now he refused to kill the the actual bad guy it just the entire last fight and the second half of the movie isn't great um but the 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 last 
eight minutes is really good, really funny, really clever. I'm going to talk about that right now because I should talk about that probably in funniest moment. But when they're talking about their huge fight to their friends who aren't superheroes, and they're like, yeah, we fought this dragon, and then you know, I kicked in the head and exploded, and shot him, yada, yada. I'm like, okay, just stop making fun of me. I thought that was that was really funny. Mm-hmm. Sweet. What we, what else we have? We have She-Hulk, Captain Marvel. Right. Yeah. All right. Never mind. It's you. Right. Yeah. Cool. Captain Marvel award for the character that inexplicably didn't help save the world. Uh, that's kind of the problem you have in world-ending events in movies that don't need it. Like everybody should have been there for this one, right? Like it's the end of the world. Call somebody. Uh, I don't know. Maybe if Wong weren't so busy pretending he's Tyler Durden from Fight Club, he would have been would have been helpful a little bit. So I'm giving it to Wong. And then at the end of the day, he comes to he'd be like, "Hey guys, you wanna join our team?" It's like, "Well, your team wasn't very good. This movie were they?" Nice uh, Fight Club reference there. And I just watched it last night. It's another movie. First time I saw it, I really didn't like it. This time I saw it, still didn't really like it. <laughs> it's like if your dumb friend who never moved away from his hometown drinks all the time. If you just write down all the stupid things he says that he thinks are genius and then put it into a movie. And I think it was supposed to be like that, like making fun of that kind of person. But it's still just like so much of it is unbearable. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to I want to be careful about what I say, because I know that Maisie likes that movie, but I know she's 19. So what does she know? Um, but yeah, this is like a meta movie for dumb people. <laughs> it's just a bro movie. Yeah, and I, I think the intention was to be a smart movie that makes fun of that type of person. But then all that type of person loves this movie. <laughs> and maybe that's unfair to hate a movie because of its fans, but you know. It's like when crazy racist people love Homelander. Oh. <laughs> I think I'm about the show. I've never seen the show. Oh, yeah. Homeland. It's a good show. Yeah. Homeland. That's it. Um, okay. So uh, what were we talking about? Captain Marvel Award. Captain Marvel Award. So I put Iron Fist because um you know, Iron Fist exists, I think, in this universe. You know what? Yeah, I was about to chide you for it because it says only established characters. But he was in a TV show that is yeah. kind of part of the MCU. I don't really know what's going to happen there because, like, Daredevil exists. And they have this whole, like, team up with Daredevil. But I don't know. Maybe it's a different Daredevil. So Yeah, I think it's probably going to be semi-canon in that like everything that happened to daredevil was real but nobody else is yeah because they all suck these two timelines that are so close to each other but sorry that guy sucks so he's (laughs) He's just good and it's based on comic books and that happened a thousand times so it's all good exactly um yeah so like iron fist long maybe i think like you have to because this is happening in like um, a almost. It is happening in a really short amount of time and they don't know anybody. So it's probably unfair to say anybody yeah. really. And it's but, like um, this kind of dimension in between earth and um, their land. I yeah. What it's called. I don't um, know if they ever called what is beyond the, the wall. 
Okay. I don't know if they ever named that, but then it's and like Ta 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 Lo Lo Ta. Yeah, yeah. Ta Taling Lama. Um, you really struggle with the names in this movie, don't you? Yeah, I do. Uh, so, uh, so I I get why. Like, I think those are reasonable explanations, but yeah, this one's not as egregious as a couple. There, the when it got really bad was right after Avengers when they started doing solo movies again, but then forgetting that they just had a team up and not mentioning it, but now they at least mention it or make it make sense that they don't, you know? Yeah. Uh, last one, She-Hulk Award for the answers to questions that don't need to be asked slash half-baked theories. Uh, you're up. All right. Uh, so the, the one that I put here is there's this really popular theory that the rings were designed by Kang and they act as a beacon from the quantum realm. And I think that that's a really good theory. And I think that Marvel is kind of like, ah, oh, shoot, they figured it out. Um, because that makes a lot of sense. So this one doesn't actually have uh, an answer to whether that is accurate or not yet. But give it a couple of years and we'll probably know. I wrote that exact same thing. And I thought I came up with that. And I must have seen that before, like written about it or something. Cause I'm like, that's, yeah. that, that makes sense, Jake. That's so smart. And then he said it. I'm like, are you in my head, man? <laughs> I don't right. know. So maybe I'm a genius or maybe I wrote about it and forgot because I'm an idiot. Too um, many story facts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, like just adding to a couple things there. Uh, the director, Dustin Daniel Cretton, uh, he is doing Kang Dynasty or Secret War. I think it's Kang Dynasty. So that, you know. Makes sense that they would do this for him then, um, or have him do this one. And then uh, now in, in the comics, the rings are from the Makluan race in space. So maybe they introduce that. Maybe it has something to do with the Kree or the scrolls. Mm, yeah, we're going to deep dive in right now. I actually meant to say the scrolls the first time instead of Kree, but it could also be the Kree. Yeah. So maybe it's a secret invasion thing. Maybe I need to watch yesterday's episode. I haven't watched yesterday's episode. I got to get on. Have you seen the first two? I've seen, yes, the first two. All right. I think that's it, though. Okay. Okay. We are down to the first section. Next step, next stop, speed round. Yeah, missed opportunities. Just one Oscar. Peter Quill Award for the best choice in music. Best non-MCU double feature. In which prop would you have stolen? You go first. Okay, wait. Hold on. Sorry. Give me a second. I wrote something down, but I didn't write the whole thing. So give me just a second. I need to look something up. You don't have to turn it in. <laughs> wait, wait. You know what it is enough to write it down. You probably just say it. Well, I'm kidding. You're looking. Uh, I'm trying to find the name of the song that I liked. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I got it. I'm good. Okay, sweet. So, missed opportunities. I think more monsters, uh, and particularly like I talked about, Fing Fang Foom. Um, I think that's a big missed opportunity. There's a lot of fun in um, that whole world of Marvel, and yep, they tapped into it. Do I keep going? Or yeah, yeah. speed rocks go through all of them. Okay, just one Oscar. Uh, you, you have to go fast. <laughs> <laughs> speed run. <laughs> just one Oscar. The dead. Uh, I thought like that actor. He did really great. Um, he was just amazing. I thought. Yeah. Uh, best non MCU double feature: Enter the Dragon. Um, okay. 
uh, all of this was based off of Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee's. Oh, that's some trivia. Never mind. No, drop that right now. That's good. I know. I know that one. Drop it right now. Okay. Okay. Uh, Bruce Lee's son almost played John Chi in like the eighties. Um, yeah. So is that would have been interesting, but Enter the Dragon would be perfect double feature or Kung Fu Panda. If you have kids. Um, Kung Fu Panda is a good one because it's it's a it's a goofy little uh fun thing. That was a good one. What prop would I have stolen? Uh, the razor fist arm. Oh yeah, that's good. Uh, my missed opportunity is number one, not realizing that every movie doesn't have to have a world-ending threat. But then, more importantly, not more importantly, but more interestingly, just imagine if this movie ended with the dragon breaking free, and then them saying it's headed toward the village, just like the second Hobbit movie, because <laughs> that was such a great ending and such a bad movie. That was like an iconic ending, I think. And doing that in a good movie would be cool. And I just wish, I wish movies would do that more often. Just steal from bad movies and like, that was good. Your movie sucked. Let's make it all good now. They should have had Benedict Cumberbatch play the dragon. That'd have been good. I don't know how to articulate this, but in my head, I started picturing it. I was picturing a giant Benedict Cumberbatch flying with his big head, like a I don't know Jimmy Neutron or something. Okay. Um, Going off the rails, just one Oscar. I said the best wardrobe for Katie's green pants. Love those. Uh, the Peter Quill Award for the best choice in music, Hotel California, when Katie's about to be killed. And then once again, when they do karaoke, which I tore apart a couple weeks ago when doing uh, Captain Marvel. But this time I liked it more. I don't know why. Uh, the best non-MCU double feature. You know what? I'm realizing, so I saw this movie for the first time fall of 2021 with you guys in, in Michigan. And that's one of the times I had tried to quit nicotine. And that's the day we, we went out to lunch and I couldn't talk to the waitress. Do you remember that? Like, I just couldn't articulate that I wanted scrambled eggs. She's like, how do you want your eggs? I'm like, I, yeah, I want them, please. Thank you. Yeah. So I think I was in a really bad mood when I saw this movie for the first time. I think I've uncovered it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It's why you always need to like smoke a cigarette before going into movie theater. Yes, just never quit. Uh, best non MCU double feature Crazy Rich Asians has Aquafina as Michelle Yeoh. It's Asian culture for American audiences. Pretty good. That's, that's a good one. All right. And I also said the machete arm I would have stolen. All right. Time for useless trivia. Uh, in the Fight Club scene, you can see a Black Widow recently released. Actually, it's like five years ago at this point. Oh, actually, seven years ago because of the, the blip. Uh, a Black Widow fighting an extremist from uh, Iron Man 3. This was, I'm going to try to pronounce this right, Tony Leung Chiwaz. It was his first American film and first English-speaking role. He plays the dad. Famous actor in Hong Kong, uh, critically acclaimed. He is Benedict Wong's favorite actor. It's his hero. And uh, Wong said that he was excited to uh, be in the same movie with him. They weren't sharing sharing scenes. But he also knew nothing about the character of Mandarin. And Disney told him to just virtually create his own character, which is evident. Uh, Shang-Chi was always shirtless in the comics, which is why he asked to be shirtless in the Fight Club. Um, or why he was asked to be shirtless in the Fight Club. In my uh, Marvel encyclopedia, he's quite clearly wearing a shirt, though. 
Uh, most of his comments he's shirtless, at least when he fights. Uh, Simu, Li- Simu Liu, he tweeted in 2018 that he wanted this role when they first announced it. Uh, and given his ability to speak both languages and training in several martial arts, it worked out pretty well. The character of Morris, this is a weird one. He was pitched with the director, thinking he would be shot down immediately. And then after it was approved, Dave Callahan, the writer, he bet that it would be taken out of the movie mid-production, but he lost and had to get a tattoo of Morris. And he put it off for a while, blaming COVID, but he got it last summer. It's an exciting moment. Uh, Trevor Slattery says, Nuncle, Nuncle, that is how the fool addresses King Lear. And he, you know, as the fool. actor. The Golden Daggers, it's a fight club here in the comics. It was a rival gang that she started. Talo appeared one time in the comics in Thor 301 in 1980 uh, as like a Chinese heaven. And then uh, Mark Ruffalo, he is a, he, after this, he's now appeared in almost as many post-credit scenes exclusively, like not in the movie, but in the post-credit scene as movies. Three post-credit scenes, five movies. He's the king of post-credit, at least percentage-wise. Hmm. Those are all very interesting. Um, so some of my useless trivia, uh, they picked up development uh, after the success of Crazy Rich Asians. Um, no kidding. Yeah, so they're like, oh, Asian movies. People like Asians. Yeah, it's like there's a billion of them. There's uh, more than that. Yeah, more than that. So more than a billion Chinese people. That's <laughs> true. Um, and uh, I already mentioned his uh, character was based off of Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee's son almost played him in a movie in the 80s. Um, and his dad's name was Fu Manchu in the comics. And I think we understand why they changed his dad's character. I think that's not right. My uh, encyclopedia says his name was Zhang Zhu. Fu Manchu. Google, 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 Google. Yeah. Shang-Chi's evil, Shang-Chi's evil father. Who did you say? Ah. His father is no longer known as Fu Manchu. In Secret Avengers, they revealed that his father would by many names, and the one we are calling him now is Zhang Zhu. So originally was Fu Manchu. There we go. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, that it's amazing the things that you could get away with 50 years ago. And they no longer could. <laughs> you got uh, more? Uh, uh, that's all I had. All right. The last one was very interesting. So it led to more interest. Uh, can you skip this movie in your MCU rewatch? Uh, I said you got to imagine it's going to be more important. But either way, I don't think it's necessarily super important for the MCU as a whole. So, yeah, you can probably skip it. Yeah, I said probably. Um, yeah. I think we'll see. Like, oh, go ahead. Sorry, it's gonna have uh, other um, like it's it's a bridge movie. It's taking you to the next big thing. So uh, those movies often like you can kind of um, just get from context a lot of the times. But we'll see because there are a lot of pieces that it's kind of pulling together. But yeah, probably you can probably skip it. Uh, and I think most of the uh, introductory movies are skippable. I think just pretty much Thor, uh, Ant Man is fairly unskippable. Mm-hmm. Pretty much it. Iron Man, I guess. Even Iron Man, you kind of skip. I think Thor is the one that you can't really at all. Um, who stole the movie? 
Let's hear you first. Uh, well, I've I actually mentioned it a few times now, and you um might have too, but I think Tony Luong. Is that how you say it? Uh, there's more. Tony Luong Chi Wai. There we go. Tony Luong Chi Wai. Um, I think he stole the movie. Like, um, I think they they kind of brought him in because of his popularity, like you mentioned, um, in Chinese film, um, and you could tell that he's like one of those um actors that is just like raises the bar on on movies that he comes into. I'm trying to think of like another equivalent in in a more American context. Um, Morgan Freeman. I just said that because you mentioned Morgan Freeman earlier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I thought he stole the movie. Yeah, I'm looking up. So Marvel movies got banned from China a few years ago. So this is one of the first movies that they couldn't air in China, right? Um, I think this was like the first one, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah, I think I read that actually. No, they're they 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 they're back now. The the Chinese movies are back now, um, which is funny because the first one that was released, I think, was oh okay. So they oh this is interesting. We're gonna go into Chinese history real quick. So uh, after the pandemic, they banned Marvel movies in China. They brought it back uh, earlier this year actually, and the first one to be released at all. Uh, was Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which severely did not hit expectations as far as box office goes, um, which is funny that that happened right after their second biggest market was re-released. Um, but they released Black Panther Wakanda Forever before that in China, like 10 days before. Oh, really? I thought yeah. that one was like... No, it, so they didn't release it immediately in China, but that was the first one when they reopened. They are like, yeah, let's really re-release that. Yeah, and uh, so uh, Black Black Widow's first one to not because it was during the pandemic that they shut it down, um, and apparently it's because of the inclusion of LGBT characters, stuff like Eternals. But you'd think that they'd make an exception for Shang Chi because it was so, especially because of uh, Tony Leung, Chiu Wow. Yeah, I think that maybe they might have seen it as like, like. I, I thought that maybe like I, I was about to say that maybe they thought it was like offensive, but this movie is yeah. very celebratory of Chinese culture, I think. Right? Here's here's the thing. Communism sucks. Not great. <laughs> there can be like one tiny little thing that like th- somebody didn't like, and then it just bans the whole movie. Yeah. But it's it it it's it's a really interesting kind of game that especially the big studios like Disney have to play. Because obviously there's so many people in the Chinese market, and um, so like they, you get a huge boost if you can do well in China, particularly. Um, so like getting Quantumania back in China is a huge deal because it did so poorly in the U.S. It can kind of recoup some of that. Right. Exactly. Uh, we were talking about who sold the movie. We talked about yeah. There we go. We're talking about. So I think you can make an argument for Shang-Chi. Uh, Simon Simu Liu, he was really good, so he gets some love too. But Shang-Chi was, yeah. So the movie, I put Aquafina. 
Like, absolutely. I have no reservations about that. The line early in the movie when she says, does she think valet parking is easy? And I just love her voice. It's so funny. And she's like cool enough to be like fairly believable as a heroic person. But, you know, an idiot. I think she stole a movie. She was so funny. I didn't like the arrow thing. But I think without her, this movie is nowhere near as good. I forgot to say this, but Aquafina was the first person cast in this movie. Did you know that? No doubt. See, I love that we have so differing opinions on this one piece of this movie. And I just I can't understand what you didn't like about her. Like I, I think if you take anybody out of this movie, it suffer other than Chang Chi. Um it suffers the most if she's out of the movie. She take any other act any other character out and it's fine. The, the Kevin Hart of Chinese Americans. Well, we're not gonna say that. Kevin Hart sucks. She's just obnoxious, just like uh, like Kevin Hart. His comedy is just like being. When is she obnoxious? She doesn't do any of that yelling, just randomly for the sake of yelling. Mm. That's Kevin Hart. Eh. I don't know. I don't like her voice. I love. I, I don't know. It sounds like she's been smoking cigarettes since she was three years old. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, and she was perfect as the bird in uh, Little Mermaid too. She's like, "What's well, a scuttlebutt?" That was so fun. Did you see that movie? No, I uh, you have no idea what I'm talking about. That Wait, that just sounded ridiculous. Seen Little Mermaid, but you haven't seen The Flash. I am not interested in seeing The Flash. <laughs> That's hilarious. And I'm pretty anti uh, live action remakes too. So I like I hesitated, but then I went. It was with, it was when I was in Michigan, so I was with mom and kids okay. and stuff. I didn't like just go out to see it. I was like, I can't imagine Jake just going to the movies and sitting down and watching the <laughs> <laughs> just picture a bunch of like eight-year-olds surrounding you and you're like what's up <laughs> <laughs> um that's what it feels like uh, when, I, when we started going to uh like high school basketball games and then you're yeah. just surrounded by either 90-year-old grandmas or 13-year-old middle schoolers it's like there's not a lot of people like me here right now mm-hmm yeah, so it her accent is actually an interesting thing. I don't know if you know this. Like, it's like a Bronx accent, and she's from the Bronx. Um, but a lot of people, um, have like given her crap and like uh, said that she's appropriating it from Black culture, which I don't know if it's a fake accent or not. But it's just kind of a strange world we live in that people get. I just don't that. think that. Black people inherently have an accent. <laughs> I think it's uh, specific to the location where they are. And if they're in the Bronx, which is heavily African-American, yeah. and a lot of Black people would have a Bronx accent. But if an Asian person grows up in the Bronx, they would also have a Bronx accent. Bronx accent. It's true. I guess. I don't know. I. This is Twitter. Yeah, Twitter sucks. <laughs> I don't know if it... If it if, if, if when Wu raised a, a white kid, he'd probably have an Asian accent, right? A Chinese accent. There's no Asian accent. <laughs> Just like there's no black accent. <laughs> Twitter's so stupid. Just like in uh, Psych. What happened in Psych? You remember the, the guy that was, was that, yeah, that was Psych. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when the, the white guy is talking and he has a, a distinctly Chinese accent. I'm like, wow, that's kind of offensive, right? He's like, I'm from home. I'm not gonna do the voice. Yeah, I'm, don't I'm do the voice. <laughs> no. 
anyway what is all right way to end this podcast <laughs> <laughs> where does this movie rank we got four levels pantheon awesome dig it and it said it's skippable because it was confusing um with the last question last one is thanos should snap this movie out of existence where do you have it <laughs> um oh man i've got it like i'm on the line of awesome and dig it i'm gonna go with awesome okay make the case i think that like i said it's a genre movie i think it nails the kind of kung fu feel while still feeling like a comic book movie um i think that they the um the main characters in this movie um just kind of knocked it out of the park especially kind of being sort of debuts for so many people specifically aquafina correct <laughs> minus minus aquafina um i want to see a, a negative aquafina cut just just cut her completely out of the movie and and then it's in the pantheon i think story-wise you can cut her out and nothing changes but this movie is just way worse though. <laughs> so it it has some um negative points to it but i think the things that it does well it does so well that i think it keeps it up in the awesome for me yeah i i came in squarely thinking i was gonna put it uh like low dig it i i thought like i'd be making a case for skippable but there's just it's high quality at, at the very least and that wouldn't be really true to the, the kind of movie it is but i came in with negative intentions uh i i just definitely underrated it when i first saw it it's Awesome fight scenes, top to bottom. Some of the best in the MCU, like I mentioned earlier. A couple of really, really good inform- performances. I don't really think there's a stinker. Maybe the sister, she was overact- overacting a little a little bit. And um she wasn't in it a whole lot, too. Like, yeah, and she, her fight scenes were good, too, which is why I think they, they cast that actress. And so oh, I'm yeah. not saying she did terrible or anything. She's when just she probably the weakest thing. the face with the back of her foot. Do you remember? Oh, that, that was cool. That was cool. Yeah, she she has him like a what do you call it headlock, that kicks his head from behind her. Yeah, that was good. Uh, the final fight fight a lot of flaws and the lack of a true Mandarin. I think is it's kind of a bummer for this franchise, but it's just a really rewatchable movie, and it's just it, this movie is better when it's fun and cracking jokes. I don't think it does drama all that well. So when the drama pops in, it just slows to like a really unbearable pace, and then the 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 deepness of it really never connects. So it should have been a fun movie, a funny movie, which it was in the first half. In the second half, they just kind of let that go. So I said it was better than Black Widow, better than Ant-Man, which I like a lot. It's better than Doctor Strange, but I have it worse than Iron Man 3. I think I like Iron Man 3 more than this one. So I have it at the very top of Dig It. It was fighting for an awesome rating, mm. but the, uh, the final fight was just uh, egregious. See, I think that's a good placing. I was picturing it right below Age of Ultron, so right above Iron Man 3. Okay. Well, let's make the case. Let's break this down, because Iron Man 3 also had a really bad final fight scene. I did, yeah. Um, so so uh, Iron- my, my favorite part of Iron Man 3 was his tinkering and his ability to fight without the suit. Shang-Chi, he has no suit. There's a lot of really good fight scenes. I might put it over Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3 had very little that ended up being repercussions for the rest of the series. Yeah, because um, they thought RDJ was retiring. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, oh, yeah, more money. Um, so that's, I think that's one point for Shang-Chi is it's going to like 
be a big part of other movies. Um, there's a lot of fun parts of Iron Man 3. It's a better soundtrack in Iron Man 3. Uh, they're pretty close. They're like neck and neck. Um, that's tough. I think the deciding factor, both last fights were terrible. Deciding factor is the Trevor Slattery effect. <laughs> he was better than Iron Man 3, so we're keeping it like that. All right. So my rankings as of mid-2021, the Pantheon, I got Infinity War, Avengers, Iron Man, Endgame, Thor, Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy, Winter Soldier, and Civil War. And awesome, I got Black Panther, First Avenger, Homecoming, Captain Marvel, Far From Home, Age of Ultron, and Dig It, Iron Man 3, Shang-Chi, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, Black Widow, Guardians 2, and Thor. The lonely, lonely bottom. Thanos should snap this movie out of existence. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Iron Man 2, Dark War, Dark World, and The Incredible Hulk. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week. We're talking to Josh Clark about his favorite movie of all time, Eternals. In the meantime, check out my writing on startfacts.com. That's S-T-A-R-T-E facts.com, as well as Scorpio like you. If you're into basketball, check out our Wrong Opinion, Useless NBA Trivia and Garbage Rankings. If you hate my Wrong Opinion, tweet me at Wrong Opinion MCU. Really excited to talk about Eternals next week. I really, really like that movie. And it got bad ratings. Don't know why, but we'll talk about it. Till then, peace out.